This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Over 1,000 Ipswich fans are eye-following their team on the road this weekend to Accrington, looking to set a record of four away Wins in a row, standing in their way. Accrington Stanley, who were they exactly? This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard. You're tuning into the pre-match show live, brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound. And this uh, is available on podcast audio this week and video. We want to hear from you in the chat. Uh, we want to get the discussion going. We want to hear about your predictions for this weekend. We want to hear about your lineups. Any other bits and pieces that you want to talk about, we will come to you in a bit. Um, but joining me as always, and here to correct me factually on the introduction, because I think I missed out a salient point, the word first, didn't I? Or start of the season or something start of the, yeah start of the season i don't want to be too pedantic yeah we have no. one four away we have Correct one me. four away games the bounces uh, it's the, at the start <laughs> of the season sets the new record that would be the new record we're going for tomorrow apparently we've done it in the 30s or something we've equaled it with our, our three so far but if we win tomorrow and get the fourth it sets a new club record so nearly there nearly there. yeah well, so uh, if you just watch the pre-intro in my little slide dig there and then you've added a comment about how i've screwed up then Make sure you've um, listened to this bit. I don't know why I'm saying that because most people, most folk should have done that by. Anyway, let's crack on, shall we? Let's say hello to some folk. Jules, good to see you with us as always. Charlie D, you one of the first on the chat. Um, James, good to see you with us. Flim Flam, evening chums. James Rudder, yeah, you mentioned this, Deb. Three live pods in a week. We are truly blessed by Blue Monday kind. And you said it quite rightly. Is it three in four days? Is yeah, that yeah. Last night, oh, yeah. tonight, and then Sunday being the big 600 episode. Bloody so, yeah. Hell. Give the Let's people get... what they want, Richard. Need to get some hobbies, don't we? Uh, okay. but, but we've got some stuff about a Luca and Bomb. We'll come to that, certainly. Good day to Michael from Brisbane. Interesting thought on Burgess. We'll definitely come back to that. David W's with us. Charlie D's clocked the goalkeeper top. Yes. I don't know why I've gone for long, Steve. It's getting... Sweetie in here, MW, evening to you. Uh, 
uh, Cornish Mariner, great squad depth. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, well, should we talk about squad depth, Seb? And the, it's a lovely segue there, if I do say so myself. End of the transfer deadline day. I'm so delighted about that. I you bloody hate, it, hate deadline day. This kind of artificial, constructed jeopardy about will people sign or not. I know other folk like it. I'm not Do you a not big like fan. the excitement? I mean, how many years did we have of, you know, TWTD understands nothing will be done today? At least it's exciting now. I mean, last year was Morsey and was Selena confirmed in the morning of deadline day last year, I think. And this year we're signing people. At least it's exciting now. Surely you're happening. Surely you're yeah. more, ex- you prefer it more than the quiet non events that we've had in, in years past, surely. I, I would just rather that there's a, that, that you can make transfers throughout the season and then it ends in about March. Because I think like it, it just creates... Like it used to when it worked fine. Yeah, exactly right. I just, I just think it creates issues for clubs. And, you know, look at Burton. You know, they have probably have little choice but to accept whatever fee, the, the six-figure sum we offered um, for Adame. And now they've lost their best player and had no time whatsoever to find a replacement. So I kind of think... It just creates these issues and forces teams. And you know, we've seen the whole Will Grigg and Sunderland thing on Sunderland tonight, which is <laughs> hilarious. But I just, yeah, I prefer the good old days when there wasn't when one of these windows. And I just think who stands to benefit from this? Football agents and Sky, Sky Sports. And then Sky are already in my bad books anyway. So <laughs> anyway, talk to us about the recruitment. So you're you're pleased with these signings, no doubt. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the story broke early yesterday morning about uh, Hadme, is it? Gassan Hadme, I'm going to go Hadme, for. I'm going with, yeah. So very excited about that. Uh, about that yes. one sort of broke. You know, a, a player like we have seen so many times, window comes completely out of the blue, not even mentioned at all in the run-up. And, you know, good pedigree, another athlete that's joined the squad. You know, we're clearly going for physicality and pace, like the guy said on the live show last night. Make sure you check out the live show with Craig and Joe and a, a guest appearance from Phil Hamm last night discussing all the details. Um, but yeah, no, a, a decent buy gives us an option up front, you know, a player that's comfortable with his back to goal and gives us something different because we know we needed something, let's be honest. We spent all summer thinking we might get George Hurst and then we thought Macaulay Bond might be coming back in. But I think this is a pretty decent, pretty decent plan B and looking forward to what he can do. And the icing on the cake of another great window was uh, Kamara, wasn't it? Um, you know, fell out it Kamara with- or Kamara? David W is <laughs> once there in the comments. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, obviously fell out last year with uh, with Plymouth. Uh, not played so far this season. We're gonna have to be a bit patient with him. But what a great player! You know, he's one of the one of the best players in the league last year. He'll bring energy and look to move the ball forward on the pitch, and he'll run all day. And yeah, just two more excellent signings. And you know, the squad is now absolutely immense. Let's be honest, you know, you look at that squad and yeah, you, you pretty much can't find fault anywhere. But another brilliant window, much more calmer than last year. And I, I don't think we'll be seeing the same issues we had last year where, you know, we get to Christmas time and a few of the players that we've bought in move on because they're not getting game time and not fitting in. This seems to be much more calculated, much more kind of thought out. Maybe we've now got a recruitment room, we don't know. Um, but yeah, just two more excellent signings to cap off a really good window. And I'm also glad it is closed. I, I quite enjoyed deadline day, but I'm glad it's closed now. We know what we've got until January the 1st. And yeah, let's go out there and, and give the league hell. Yeah, and two players, and there's been a quite an enjoyable discussion about this on Twitter today. Um, I think as a consequence, I like to think of it as a consequence of Craig and Joe's chat on Thursday night about two players who have uh, maybe not, you know, You'd like to think that the, the criteria for our signings is a little bit better than this, but um, who have played well against us in recent times. Obviously, Adami in more recent um, weeks against us in that 1-0 Burton win um, and uh, you know caused a great save out of Christian Walton. Um, but even Kamara last year, I think, in the away game at Plymouth, had a good one against us. So, um, 
you know, that's the way to get yourself removed to Ipswich is just to just do us, <laughs> screw us over, isn't it? You know, maybe that's the, <laughs> that's the strategy, so I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It, it always bodes well that when you play well against the club, I guess you get noticed on the radar. We had a good little um, a good little poll in our Telegram group earlier, didn't we? People were saying, you know, can we think of previous examples of players that have played well against us and gone on to be signed by the club? And we sort of threw John McGreal in there and Mark McGuinness a couple of years ago. So there is something in that, obviously. But, you know, they're two absolutely quality players. Certainly Kamara is. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in a township. Yeah, and uh, I guess we need to talk about some exits as well. I mean, the, the Tyree Simpson situation has kind of been dragging on for quite a while. I mean, since the January transfer window, realistically, hasn't it? Um, I guess my personal reflection is I'm, I don't necessarily appreciate some of the criticism that he's received. And and I would guess that, you know, it's not a situation that any of us want where a young player who's impressed um has to force his, his way out of the club or feels like he needs to force his way out of the club because he's not valued. And we look at Liam Gibbs and we talked about that on this podcast before, but you know, a four year deal and he's ended up at Huddersfield. A lot of folk have criticized his agent, but his agent's done pretty well for him, hasn't he said? He has. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when the dust settles and everyone looks back, I'd imagine all parties involved in this will have a tinge of regret and think, you know, we could have done better. I didn't like the way we suddenly recorded him in Swindon and almost gave him that ultimatum to say, you know, sign up or or you're not going back there to play on on loan for the rest of the season. <clears throat> but I think it was important it got done. Like you say, it feels to, it seems to have dragged on forever. And we saw the leak earlier. Was it last Friday or end of last week when um, uh, he was pictured in the, the video at yeah. Huddersfield? So we knew it was done. It was just taking ages to get it across the line. And it's good for everyone it's done he's got himself a great deal is it four years isn't it you know probably on a lot more money than he was on here a chance for him to go out and kind of try and prove himself in the world a little bit and I guess you know it's another one like Liam Gibbs we have to kind of learn you know learn from make sure it doesn't happen on too many too many more occasions but important for everyone it's, it's done the last thing he wanted I mean the, the, I feel a bit sorry for, for Simpson he's lost nine months of his career hasn't he you know he lost six months at the back end of last year lost pre-season was clearly training elsewhere or training on his own so I think it's good for him that he's got himself this move to go and see what he can do I presume we're well protected in terms of a, a sell-on fee and stuff and like I said I, I think people will look back and probably a tinge of regret from all parties on this one but but good luck to him yeah, and, and I think maybe hopefully folk might reflect on, you know, criticism from, you know, none of us know what's going on. Um, no, and he's a know. kid, isn't he? He's, he's, yeah. Was he 19, 20 years old, if that, you know, he's a, he's a kid. If, you know, if, if you or me in our day jobs were offered more money for the same day job elsewhere, we'd probably have our head turned a little bit and stuff. And, yeah. you know, it, it, you've got to remember these, these are people with short careers, so you have to take the best opportunities that come to you. I, I, I don't like the people giving him stick and stuff because he, he's a young man, you know. Let's wish him all the best and we move on. Yeah, and hope that he's not the new Jordan Rhodes. Uh, let's let uh, there's two players. I've mentioned two players that we um yeah regrets the regrets regrets. Uh, let's talk about um, ITFC women very briefly. Really delighted for them um, after a really a difficult start to the season. You know, six senior starting players out, um, unavailable, and obviously the departure of Paige Beak as well. Um, but managed to get a win on the board against Billericke. A really nice move, sweeping move, and um, Natasha Thomas off the mark as well, so really great for them. Um, a weekend off, though, for them, which is great because all of these injuries, Seb, that have you know caused us to have to name only four players on the bench um, and then some cup action in, in a few weeks. But good to see the women up to getting up, up and running with a win and, and a, an Essex Suffolk kind of derby as well situation. So nice, nice to boost the mood, I'm sure. We, can't we agree? Yeah, very much so. Important they got off to, uh, you know, got got the season up and running after the two defeats. Do we know any length of time with the injuries? Uh, are we talking long term or? So, uh, opening day we lost uh, Zoe Barrett and Kyra Robertson. I think yeah. 
neither of them are particularly long-term but um okay. still need to confirm details on those so hopefully weeks not months yeah um lucy o'brien i think is is weeks and um, lucy egan is october time and then you've got blue wilson and sophie peskett who are still coming back from yeah, really yeah. severe long-term injuries yeah. and and you know, hopefully that'll be before the end of the year. No one really knows on those, and you don't want to rush them. So, um, I, I'm trying to remember if I've missed anyone out there. I think so I probably like, have. like you say, it's a useful weekend to have off with Watford having the international call up. It's a useful yeah. break in the schedule, um, and then yeah, go again, go again on the 11th. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so I think that in terms of bits and pieces of news, I think we'll pick up with on availability of Ipswich players um, when we talk about the Atkinson game, which we'll do in a sec. Let's just do a few more live comments. Um, we, are st- we are aware you are out there, folks. So do get your thoughts, opinions, um, perspectives, particularly on the weekend game um, in the comments. We'll come to you. Um, good to see uh, Callie joining us. Big test tomorrow. I have a feeling we'll get a win. I want to see that optimism. Charlie it's liking the idea of Adami on the bench. Comes on at 70 minutes. And, you know, that strategy, Seb, has worked really well for us about, you know, Ladapo kind of a battering ram and, and not, not giving defenders any peace. And then you bring on Tyrese John Jaws or Caden Jackson just to run at them. So I think that strategy feels really good. Um, a lot of discussion on how we pronounce um, camera. Um, there you go, camera or camera. Are you, are you going camera, are you? Just so we can get it ready now, like the yeah, Atkinson okay. debate we had for three months last yeah, year. Yeah, well, have we, have we settled on Ladapo yet and Ladapo? Ladapo. Dapo, isn't it? Oh, that's what you said, Ladapo last week. Oh, did I? I think it is yeah. Ladapo. Oh, I don't know. Oh, here we go. You need to watch last week's show back. <laughs> I got a lot of abuse for criticizing you for that. Never mind. I, I always get abuse. Hello, everyone. If you want to give me some love, feel free. Um, Callie's also preempting some chat that we had in the green room before about Burgess yeah. and Lee. Uh, we will come back to those definitely. Um, some questions about Davis. I'm not aware of any issues there, Ben, but we'll come back to that one. Um, and Jules, if we win tomorrow, that's a big statement. Um, or today, depending on when you're listening. If you're listening, by the way, on the way to the game, we do love hearing from folk who are driving up or have just called at the services to get a Greg's um, or something else. Um, I, don't, I don't know why I'm like the BBC. Other other service station outlets are available. Get yourself a Whopper or something. from. Well, are, they are heading north, so Greg's is quite apt. Greg's. Fair. I mean, every, yeah. there'll be a Greg's on every service station. So, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, big statement, says Jules, if we win. Um, and I mean, the, the, this is becoming a bit of a cliche when it comes to Ipswich, but these are the teams that we need to beat. I mean, we need to beat everyone. Especially with what's coming up in later on in September as well. Um. Question for Seb um, from Flim Flam. What's the weather in Accrington tomorrow? I mean, miserable, right? North of the wall? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be like it was today, where it's not rained and it's been a bit kind of overcast, but 20 degrees. But I was messaged earlier. Apparently, it's going to rain and there's no... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what's Kelly said? 50% chance of rain from 3 p.m. Yeah, apparently, it might well be a uh, a bit of a coat job because there's also no... It's, it's an open terrace, isn't it? So it can't be as bad as three years ago though the october game when it just chucked it down for the entire 90 minutes hopefully it won't be that bad well, how, how many times have you been to Accrington now uh or this will be, be my third third okay hat trick ball how many hopefully wins? i'll see a win i was gonna say how many wins have you seen yeah none yeah <laughs> yeah i think it, many of us have to be fair Accrington. um charlie was surprised Hladke didn't move on seb Yes, uh, I was. I, yeah, I mean, he had that debate, uh, that sort of link earlier in the window with the, the Scottish side, didn't he? I thought he'd want to go and play, to be honest. And I thought signing up Hayes on the two-year contract was a sign that Kalaki might go. And I guess we'd look to bring in an older Ben Foster style uh, keeper to sit on the bench for the rest of the season. But no, he's here, I and you know, okay. and he's here, and I guess he's happy to play in the remaining uh, Pizza Cup and FA Cup games as and when they come. Yep. Um, Michael, extra year we have um, with Simpson. There's no need to bring him back from Swindon at Christmas. Yeah, I mean, 
we've kind of talked about the regrets there in the situation you mentioned that as well so it, it did feel yeah strange one but I, again we don't really know what's gone on there but from the outside lots of questions there and when the folks are the not the top 20 pod also intervene there and, and give a view you kind of wonder whether something's not right there from from a Dipswich perspective at least yeah. um ben asked us about macaulay barn or um i think had a move for Charlton. Charlton. Yeah, it and sounds like it fell through very late on, didn't it? Yeah, the manager came out and said it was pretty much all done and at the last minute something changed and they couldn't complete the deal. So I feel sorry for him. I think there were a few clubs who were rumoured to be after him on loan at the start of yesterday. You don't know how much of it is just hearsay and agent talk, do you? But I, I do feel sorry for him. I guess he's not, you know, he's not really going to feature much for QPR. And, um, and I guess we'll see what happens in January. If if Hadmay doesn't get the number 18 shirt, could we see a fairy tale returning in uh, in January for Bond coming home to score the goals to send us up? Who, who knows? But I do feel sorry for him because I'm not sure he's going to feature much at all in the league for QPR. No, uh, yeah, it's just it's a sad situation there, I, I guess. And, I, and I'm a little bit blunt and maybe a little bit of an outlier on this opinion. I'm just not sure he's a fit for the way that McKenna plays football. Um, and I have... Yeah, just a little bit, you know, those, if he's a, he either needs to be more physical or he needs to be quicker like Jackson is. He's, he's n- n- never really either of those things. I mean, he scored yeah. instinctive goals, didn't he, at the start of last season. Um, and those kind of, those goals sadly dried up and we know about, you know, a challenging situation for him. But I just wonder whether um, he's a fit for the type of football that McKenna wants to play. And we know the number nine for us isn't going to score maybe 30 goals. But they have a different role to play, and I'm just not sure he fits with either of those roles. But that's just me. Uh, we've got some recommendations to go to Wolverhampton from Cali. If you want to get some yellow chips, I don't know what yellow chips is. Is it curry sauce, Cali? Need to tell us about that. Um, Gino Cassio Ladapo Ladapo doesn't care. A jot, how you say his name, according to our good friend Andy Warren. There you go. Um, third time's a charm. Lots of folk joining in. Um, evening to Davis and um, Craig. Is that Craig Fimbo, do we think? Read the weather. It looks like it'll be lovely here tomorrow in Berlin. Yeah, even, even to folk who are <laughs> European-based tomorrow, maybe even in the States. Um, there you go. Let's talk about Accrington then, shall we, Seb? Um, and you tell us about where they find themselves in the league at the moment. Unbeaten, worth adding and stuff. They are, yeah. Played one less game than most of us because the game against Forest Green was called off very late in the day. But but oh, they are yeah, unbeaten for the season. Yeah. Currently sit 11th in the league, seven points. Um, one win, four draws. Scored eight goals and conceded seven. But four of those goals scored did come in that mental four-all game against Burton when they were like 4-2 up with three minutes to go. Should have won by four. <clears throat> yeah, somehow managed to draw it four-all. The win came against Shrewsbury and they've drawn against Charlton at home, Burton away and MK Dons at home and Exeter at home. They played midweek in the Pizza Cup against Rock down and it finished 3-3 it was quite a cracking game they went 2-0 up two goals in four minutes put them ahead Rochdale then scored three goals in seven second half minutes to go 3-2 up it took a 94th minute equaliser to take it to penalties and then Accrington won it on penalties 4-3 so quite a decent game and they've played an extra yeah an extra bit of extra half an hour of football compared to us so hopefully that will go in our go in our favour the last time out, changes the, I said sorry they made, yeah checking. they made changes yeah they made changes last time out in the league was a 0-0 at home to Exeter 18 shots but only two on target it. Two big chances created, but both missed. And that is a running theme for them so far this season. Coleman's come out after the game and said that, you know, he says, we're simply not taking our chances. And I think you found some stats to back that up, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was about to say they're the Derby County of League One, but um, they're a bit, of a bit of a joke there, a bit of banter there. Um, they've got the most shots taken per, per game on average in the whole of League One. Um, and that at home, that number stands at 20 shots 
per game on average for Accrington. They've also got the most shots on average per game from outside the area as well. Um, 8.7 shots per game outside the area at home. Um, but these are obviously low quality chances in respect of XG, aren't they, Seb? And this perhaps represents a, a challenge there. I wonder whether they've got similar issues with us in terms of the way they play and strikers. We'll come on to personnel, but yeah, what's what's Coleman had to say about this? Well, he's come out and said, well, they're not, they're not hitting the target anywhere near enough with enough frequency. So right. backing up what you're saying, they're shooting, but they're just simply not hitting, not hitting the target. They've got a, a relatively young squad. We'll come on to the, the makeup of their squad, but he's admitted they're integrating, you know, younger players into a kind of new style of football and a new kind of formation for some of the, the players that arrived in the summer. So things are going to take time. <clears throat> but he simply says, we're conceding too many. We're having plenty of shots, but we're, we're just not, we haven't got the quality in front of goal at the moment, basically. Do you want to remind us about the, the fixtures against Accrington last season? I mean, the away game was kind of very typical of the Paul Cook era, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't that just after we battered Doncaster 6-0? I'm sure it was yeah. the game straight afterwards, wasn't it? We went 1-0 up at half-time, Bond scored, and then they scored twice in the second half through, um, uh, who was it? It was Pell got one of them, didn't he? I can't remember who the other one. I think. Bishop Cole Corsk, yes, Cole Bishop, who's, who's since moved on. And it was the game where Pell booted the ball out of the stadium in the, whatever it was I in mean, the second half, and Morsey kind of went crazy and called them all a pub side or a non-league side or whatever. So, yeah, a bit of, bit of spice. We beat them uh, later on in the season, that 2-1 game at Portman Road in, I think it was January or February time. We were 1-0 behind to Ethan Hamilton, but then Burns equalised and then Chaplin won it. And, of course, that was the game where Morsey was caught on camera, wasn't he, with that. He did, didn't do anything wrong, did he? But he got blown up on social media by a, a vocal owner um, that Accrington have. And uh, and he got a, was it three games in the end or four games I think he got banned for, which was, yeah, stupid. But, but there we go. So there's a bit of needle between the two sides based on last year and I'd imagine Mr. Morsey will probably be way up for tomorrow. Yeah, well, and the owner, the aforementioned owner, Andy Holt. I don't know if anyone watched um, Gab Sutton's live stream Q&A with um, Andy Holt this morning. Um, sadly, I'd work, but um, he is someone who is getting a bit of a reputation, Seb, and given, given the amount of um, expenditure that Ipswich Town have made with Accrington, you know, Jackson, Danassian Burgess, you know, we pay for their stand or something. I mean, we basically paid for everything, haven't we? No. I think we but, paid for a, I think they developed a whole stand and it was pretty much on us, yeah, for the Jackson and Danassian deals back in 2018. They put a roof but, on the away end for you guys, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's very outspoken. Isn't he? He's got the you know the coverage at the moment with the I follow thing that's that's been going on. So do you want to give us we'll your view what, on that? <clears throat> sorry. Or not? Do you want to give us your view on that or not? My view is that the argument is okay uh, up until the point where the club can't sell any more away tickets. At that point, it becomes simply irrelevant. So if they give us 1,200 tickets and we sell 1,000, okay, no problem. The first 200, the, the, the amount that those extra 200 fans would give to the club, fair enough. They can have a share of that from I follow off that's pointless. So yeah, stop going on that. You can't, you can't claim 5,000 passes if your away, away end holds 1,000, can you? You know, it's simple Agreed. economics. So There you go. Settled it, sorted it, fixed it yeah, right here, right now. Do yeah. to be able to talk about John Coleman as well? Obviously, um, very experienced manager, been there quite some time now, hasn't he? Um, talk to us about his record. Yeah, he's closing in on 700. He's passed 710 games in charge. He's had two spells there. He was first there from August 1999, so the start of our promotion season, up until January 2012. Then he went elsewhere, and he came back in September 2014. He's been there ever since. Um, so he's, in his second spell in charge, he's managed 416 games, 
174 wins, 97 draws, and 145 losses, 1.49 points per game. And he's done he's done well, hasn't he? When he takes over, they're 17th in League Two is at the end of his sort of his first season. Next year they finish in the playoffs in League Two, they finish fourth. Drop back down the year after in 2017 to 13. Then they go and win the league in 17-18. And then since they've been in League One, they've never really been threatened by relegation, have they? You know, they've had pretty comfortable finishes of, of 14th, 17th, 11th and 12th. I mean, they were one place below us, albeit nine points different last year because the league had that weird split, didn't it? Um, but, the, but you know, he's a, he's a good manager who gets the best out of what he's got. Obviously, you know, the, the budget, they, they can't compete with, with, with some of the bigger boys in the league. So he's a, a well-schooled manager. Was it him and Paul Cook were like, best mates yes scouts yeah. mafia Sc- yeah. yeah two scouts as best mates and he's doing a he's done a great job there based on the resources that he's got yeah well should we talk about the I mean, uh, worth reflecting at this stage the Accrington punching above their weight in terms of yeah. their stature and history and so on so you know kudos to Andy Holt kudos to John Coleman um and you know there it's a difficult place to go as we as we know and it's you know we'll talk about the personnel now let's talk about the transfers first and foremost and um, tell us about these because I guess it's more about the players they've lost this summer yeah. rather than maybe who they've brought in. Tell us about that, Seb. Very much so. So 10 arrivals and seven departures. The only fee they paid was yesterday for a guy called Bailey Sloan who came in from Clitheroe. I mean, that's good. it's an undisclosed fee, but you're not talking much at all, are you? The guy started at Chester and he went to Clitheroe and then joined uh, <clears throat> joined Accrington. So that's the only fee they've they've spent this summer. The, uh, they've lost an awful lot of experience from those kind of, you know, the players that really contributed to those mid-table finishes. They've lost a lot of experience from them. So the players that have come in, the ones we've all heard of, is Sean Wally, the guy that scored the worldy volley against us for Shrewsbury back in April, I think it was. He's kind of a right forward slash right midfielder who can do a bit of a job in the kind of attacking roles. But he's 34 now, so he's a, he's, he's a bit of a stopgap. Baba Fernandez is a name I recognise. He's, he's come through the Forest Academy. He's a defender. He's joined Accrington on, on a permanent deal this this year. And Doug Thame has joined on loan from Blackpool as well. He's a kind of a, 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 a he's, he's very young, um, but he's a player who you look like I've pronounced it wrong. Have I have I said it You've, wrong already? There's a vowel there. That's I've got Doug, I've got Doug Tharm or Tharmay. Oh yeah, I can't read. I'm, I'm getting old. I need my glasses on. Um, he's on loan from Blackpool. My job. That's all I'm here to do, mate. You do all the <laughs> research. A... I correct you in a pedantic way. That's my job. Thanks. He's on loan from Blackpool, um, and he'll probably play tomorrow as one of the one of the back two. But it's all about the players they've lost. The biggest one we know is Colby Bishop. Obviously, gone to Pompey and started the season on in great form. He scored thirty two goals in 109 league games for them. So he's a big, big loss. Ross Sykes uh, went to a Belgium side, Union SG, 101 appearances since he joined them in the last five years or so. So again, more experience out the door. Matt Butcher's gone to Plymouth, central midfielder, 76 appearances in the last two years. So again, there's a running theme here of, you know, the the core of their side, the kind of, you know, the the spine of that team has been broken up uh, this summer. And Harry Pell, the guy, ex-Cole U, I think he's a bit of a unit, if I'm rightly, the guy that booted the ball out in the uh, the game there, and he's quite quite gobby and quite opinionated in the Portman Road game. He's gone to uh, AFC Wimbledon, uh, 38 appearances last season. So they have lost kind of a spine of that side. And, you know, I guess with these sides that do punch way above their weight, you do start to think, you know, is is your time naturally going to run out? And I guess we'll, we'll come on to some of their deficiencies, shall we say, in the players that they've signed in the summer in a minute. Yeah, worth mentioning, uh, Harry Pallex, call you. My brother-in-law was massively shocked when he rocked up at Accrington because I think he's from his family are all from the south of England. So that move... That, think, that's why he wanted to move back. Yeah, yeah. he's going to the last year of his contract and he wanted to move back down back down south. 
I bet Accrington's a pretty tough sell, to be honest, when you're trying to sell it to a, a partner and a family. Do you want to move from, from Essex up to Accrington? I can imagine oh, that's I live it. in the Chester area, couldn't you? But yeah, if you're all your family and stuff, you know, these are human beings, as we keep saying as well. But, you know, a lot of experience in Colby Bishop, Leamington alumni. Um, um, yeah, obviously doing great guns for Pompey as well. Let's talk about the, the kind of lineup and how this team will look. And you mentioned the ages. We'll talk about that as well. But worth mentioning, the average height of their outfield from the from the heights that I could find on the interweb, six foot Seb. They've got yeah. quite a lot of their back line, six foot fours. Keepers yep. are obviously six fours as well. So this is a team that, you know, is set up in a very deliberate, physical manner, um, playing a very kind of economic passing style. It's not a long ball team by any means, but we know they can mix up if they need to. Um, but it, it is going to be a tough challenge for um, certainly some of our more attacking players tomorrow, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, the the centre backs are are tall. Thankfully, Michael Nottingham is out. I think he's like six four. I remember him at Portman Road? He was huge, but he's out tomorrow. So they they play a four at the back. They've had a bit of sort of dabbling so far this season. We've seen a four four two, a four four one one, and a four one four one. So it'll be a variation of those kind of those kind of um, uh, formations. The three at the back on the midweek. It would be your police there as well against Rochdale. I think I think they dabbled with the three. At they the experimented, back. yeah, they experimented. But in, in in the league, it's been a four. Four one four one was the most recently you so I've kind of assumed they might go for that again and look to have that just that player kind of sitting and looking to kind of break up play and kind of disrupt the, the pattern it'll be Lucas Jensen in goal uh, the back the back four will be Mitchell Clark who's only 23 two assists so far this season the previously mentioned uh, Douglas Tharm Ryan Astley and Harvey Rogers they will all be the um, uh, the back line uh, Joe Pritchard and Ethan Hamill uh, sorry Liam Colby the central oh we've lost Seb I can do this bit so we've lost Seb, but we've got Liam Coyle, who's sitting in defensive midfield. He's only 22. And Ethan Hamilton is the person to watch out for. Um, he's the shot king. 3.4 shots per game on average. Leading scorer as well, but only with three goals. Tommy Lee, Sean McConville might, might be familiar to folk as well. Uh, the king of the assists last season. And also, he's, he's the top scorer with three goals. Apologies. Joe Pritchard is a name I think I've mentioned before as well. But the issues are up front. So they've got Corey Adedoyen. Um, one goal in five appearances. I'm going to remove Seb out of this. There you go. Just me. Uh-oh. This is like Wayne's World and Garth when he's kind of, I'm having a good time. Um, Matt Lowe um, involved on Tuesday. He could come in. Um, but Longello, an uh, injury doubt. We've talked about Nottingham injury doubt. Um, Baguelo injury doubt. Um, mid- David Morgan injury doubt. So there is um, a little bit of issues with um, availability for them. Um, and there was, we were going to talk about before Seb disappeared. Ages of players also a challenge here as well. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN. 
giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Talk to us about players' ages, Deb. Well, so, the roof, didn't you? So, no, it wasn't the internet. My Mac came up saying it was overheating, which I've never seen before. It is very hot, um, but yeah, weird. If it goes again, I'll jump on the phone. Sorry, we're, I, I'm sure you... Ages uh, of players. We're about yes, to talk about how big years. Yeah, it's a weird It's a weird side. So the, the peak players, they haven't really got any. They've kind of got this old brigade of of uh, McConville and Nottingham um, and uh, the guy they signed in the summer, Sean Wally. And then they've kind of got this, the kind of the players they've bought in in the, uh, in the window. So they've clearly got a, a clear development strategy. They buy players in the kind of early 20s, look to develop and then sell them on, as they did with, you know, the likes of Cobb Bishop and stuff. But it means they haven't got these kind of peak, the you know, the 27 to, to 31 age range. They basically haven't really got any of those kind of peak players. And I just thought that was an interesting fact and, and would explain why, you know, they've got some deficiencies in certain areas of the uh, of the other side. In terms of just a bit of revision in case you want to correct or enhance or improve what I was saying when I was desperately floundering on my I'm own. I'm sure you padded like an absolute professional. Ethan Hamilton in central midfield is, is yep. probably the one who's he's the one who has he's the one that got involved range. with Morsey. Yeah, he got involved with Morsey, didn't he? In the in the, the, the Portman Road game, it was him that was involved. Yeah, so he's one to watch out. And Sean, Sean McConville as well. I've mentioned top scorer, but also three. the king of the assists last season as well, wasn't he? He was last year. Yeah, three goals. He'll play on the left, the left of the midfield, but he likes to drift inside. And yeah, he's he's got three goals so far this season. So he's their biggest threat so far because the strikers so far haven't really kind of performed. They're, they're, they're probably going to go with a... You're going to laugh at my pronunciation now, aren't you? Adedoyan. Go, sorry? Adedoyan. Thanks. Is what I'm going with. He's only 21, though. One goal in five appearances. I think they might start Matt Lowe because Matt Lowe scored and got an assist against Rochdale in midweek in the um, uh, the Pizza Cup. So I'd imagine he might well come into the side and start in that, that kind of upfront role. Yeah, Josh Woods is another one who played on Tuesday who folk like there as well. So he might be one one to look out for. Should we start talking about Ipswich before we go back to the comments and see what folk have got to say? Um, we know that um, Aluko is sadly going to be out for the long term. We know that um, Kamara isn't yet fit. He's got a groin injury. that um, So he'll be kind of nursed back to fitness. I guess the questions are about Adame, about Chaplin, um, and, you know, Carl Edwards had a really excellent display against... Northampton, does he get a chance maybe? Um, talk to us about your thoughts on us, on our team, Seb. Adama, yeah, you, you put him on the bench straight away, wouldn't you, for that kind of, you know, the 60, 70 minute, three triple subs. You'd have him on the bench to replace Ladapo after Ladapo's kind of battered them and tired them out, I guess. Edwards played in the right wing back role against um, uh, whoever he played in the week, Northampton, didn't he? Obviously, he's not he going to feature there because Burns came back and Burns is fit. Would you, do you think you play him alongside Harness in one of the number 10 roles tomorrow? 
He or could do playing, that. Would you be playing yeah. John Jules? And I mean, what did he get? Two assists, three assists against Northampton. Three. So yeah, played really, really well. I'd be happy to see him alongside Harness in more of a central position. That's where he played at Shrewsbury when he came on. He kind of filled in that number ten role. Uh, we know him mainly from playing out wide, don't we? But I'd have no issue if he's alongside Harness there behind behind Ladapo. Uh, do you think it's a game for? I, I think. You think Burgess will start, don't you, to combat some of the height and physicality? And I think Lee might for the very same reason. You know, Lee's yeah. got a really good jump on him. He tends to use him when we're facing big physical sides. Accrington like their long throws. They like their set pieces with McConville. So I wouldn't be surprised if Greg Lee were to start. And I guess, as uh, one of the guys said, Davis went off last week, didn't he, against after the um, after he got hacked down for the, the non-penalty. ended up going off eventually in the second half. So no mention on the pre-match presser, but I guess if there is a doubt, then Lee is a, a more than uh, able understudy who, who might well get some game time to combat the yeah. physicality. We like Lee, don't we? Um, thoughts about the kind of front three then? Are you going with... Edwards I'd go to Dapo. I'd Hall. go to Dapo up front, Honestly. obviously. Scored in midweeks. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be, you know, yeah. well, you know, that, that'll set him off, give him a world of confidence now. It was great, wasn't it, when everyone went to him on on, uh, on Tuesday night and McKenna gives him a big hug after the game. So I'd be going for the Dapo. We're two very high pressing sides, aren't we? You know, they press and we press. We're in the, both in the top five for pressing efficiency so far this season, which apparently is a thing Pressing now. efficiency, so what does that mean? It's a thing, apparently. So we are 60... I can't remember. I noted it on here somewhere because I texted you about it earlier. Sounds like management speaking. I know you hate that. (laughs) You're not thinking of the whole pie, Richard. They, uh, Yeah, ours is 60%. So that means that 60% of the time we are able to stop teams entering our half without giving away fouls. There you go. Whatever that means. 60% of the time it it works every time. (laughs) Um, And they're 55% efficiency. So it's two very high pressing sides that are going to be going up against each other. So part of me also thinks, will he start Jackson because of that, you know, pressing? I wonder whether we might go for pace. Yeah. You look to stretch it at the top of the pitch and try and drag them out of shape a little bit because they'll be very organized and very tough to kind of break down. So do you go for pace? So we see maybe Harness and Jackson behind Ladapo to kind of stretch the game. It'll be it'll be intriguing as to what he does. Mm. I th- yeah. I, I kind of talked myself out of Ladapo starting, but only only because I quite like the idea of Jackson. Would you pace. put Jackson up front, would you? Yeah, because I well, because tall centre backs are very ready quick. Yeah. And that's my thinking there. Um, but it is a really intriguing prospect as to how we face this opposition and deal with it because, you know, Burton has probably taught us a lot about how to play teams like Accrington. Um, obviously, Accrington are a lot more functional um, and schooled at this way of playing. Um, but I think the playing out from the back thing, I wonder whether we see Walton go long rather than playing out short because um, I worry that Accrington might be in our faces a little bit as well. So this could be really tight one Seb couldn't it are you are you feeling confident we'll talk about predictions shortly but are you I'm confident? always confident you know me yeah, I'm always right. confident when it comes to the Ipswich Town prediction yeah, so I think it'll be a tough game. Game. <laughs> yeah I think it'll be a tough game I think it'll be very similar to Burton I think they'll press us and hopefully we've got the quality to break down I don't think it'll be a high scoring game by any by any stretch of the imagination let's have a look at the um the comments then um David's Thinking banana skins. We need. Do we want to be an overly positive? Several. Do we want to be a bit realistic? I no, think a bit of both. Yeah, both. Bergen, yeah, David Bergen. I, I, I'm feeling you, but I think we've got enough. There's enough about us. Um, Callie. Hopefully, we've answered Callie's question. But um, given you disappeared at just the wrong moment, so do you want to reiterate your thoughts on? 
the danger man for Cali. McConville, he's the top scorer and the assist maker. He's good at set pieces. The guy on the on the left wing, he he'll be their biggest threat tomorrow. I would think he'll look to kind of you know any, anything in and around the box. He'll be taking free kicks. He'll look to swing the corners in. And um, yeah, based on who's left, he's their he's their biggest threat. I'd say. We haven't really heard too much about Chaplin. Obviously, the chap in the presser was that he was going to train this morning and yeah. uh, on Friday morning, and we'd have a look at him. Um, yeah. Obviously, one of our key form players right now. Um, but yeah, it'd be good to have him available, wouldn't it? It would, but obviously Harness missed out last weekend, so he'll come straight back in. And you know, I guess you've got enough options in Tyrese, John, Jules, Jackson, Edwards. You know, to fill in the other number ten vacancy. If there's any doubts, don't risk him because of what's coming on the horizon with Sheffield Wednesday and uh, and Plymouth in three and four weeks, respectively. Um, Michael, I feel we have a few more um, S House players in our group now. So we'll not get pu- pushed around by other teams. Do you agree with that one, Seb? More physicality as well. Yeah, I do. We've got, you know, we're, we're, we're tougher now. We're bigger. We're stronger. We're more athletic. And I think that all adds into not being pushed around. You know, sometimes you go to these away games and you'd have, you know, the like you said earlier, the six foot four centre-backs would be towering over our players. But we've got a bit of physicality now. We can we can kind of give it. Morsey's the, the king of that. We can give it out a little bit. So I'm, I'm not too worried about being bullied. And I think, yeah, I think I agree. Adama's got a little bit of that amount, hasn't he? So, yeah, it'd be good to see that. Um, uh, Mark Beck, even mm-hmm. Mark, one of the <laughs> Telegram group crew, Glassjaw Hamilton. Um, round two with Morsey. We'll find out. Round out. Ding, ding. Um, Cornish Mariner, Harness and John Jules will be good for twisting and turning through tall defenders. Do you agree with that, Seb? Yeah, potentially, yeah. They're tricky, aren't they? And, you know, defenders don't like to be either dragged out or have people running at them. So, yeah, that's a great shout um, I'm just uh, hearing, yeah, there you go. Uh, a lot of chat about me on my own and your your MacBook, Seb. Um, I don't know what's go. wrong with it. It's red hot. No Have idea. You, is it on something? Is it on the oven? It, no, <laughs> it sits on a tray on top of something else. So it's never done it before. It's bizarre. Charlie D's got the same issue. Can I get anyone it? from the Blue Monday Fund? Ask, put it in the comments. Do it. No. I don't even, yeah, go people on. Say yeah, yes. yeah, go on. No, vote. People yeah. say yes Brilliant. to that. No. You've spoken. No. Go on. No. Denied. David Bergen's doing his best for you, though. Uh, David, you've been super generous generous the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, We will get that mug to you as well, um, if you're sure you just want a mug. Um, But we'll get that sorted. Thank you. Um, If you want to support us, um, you can do so via Super Chat if you're watching on YouTube. Um, The the main thing, I think, as we keep saying every week, um, is for you guys just to subscribe, to like what we're doing. Leave us a review, obviously, hopefully positive, um, and enjoy what we do. You know, we do this for free. We never expect folk to subscribe or to, um, sorry, to to do a, a paid subscription or anything like that. This will be always free. Um, but every, any support you can offer in the respect of giving us a thumbs up on the videos and giving us a review. If you want to vote for us in the Football Content Awards, um, footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting for best podcast football league. We'd be very grateful for that as well. But David, thank you once again for your generosity. Um, and thank you everyone for your support. Um, very much appreciate that. Um, Ian's back. Um, Favourite Darlington FC? I remember you from... Last season, tell us how Darlington are getting on. Um, very much not on my radar. So, um, but good to have you back with us, and hope you are well as well. Um, Callie, super chat. Thank you, Callie. Much appreciate it. Thank you very much. Will you be there tomorrow, Callie? You can say hi to Seb in person. Um, but yeah, thank you, Callie, for your support. Really appreciate that. The Midlands massive representing us there. I've I've, I've lost my accent. It's every day I get a little bit more East Anglian. So. 
I need to head back to the Midlands and get my accent back. And um, Mark's asking, I'm sure pretty certain, Mark, this is the question we have whenever Ian's back on. Is Alan Armstrong still the manager? I think he was ill, wasn't he? But hopefully he's come back strong and still doing well there. We'll come back to that in a second. Shall we do some predictions, Seb? Let's look at the um, round of fixtures ahead in League One. So what are you saying this week um, on... Do you know the scores, by the way? Do you know what... Um, I'm you, sure you you're week. going to tell us and tell everybody. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. It's, um, there's, here's the results from last week, and um, it was another draw. So in terms of the way that you prefer to score it, <laughs> um, we're still at 3-0 to the host. You're so um, smug, aren't you? You love I, this. I, you're I, so only, smug. Only because I get so much abuse from everyone, including our friend Mullet, if you're listening. Or you might be in um, getting a vanilla latte with Seb um, at, at, at Starbucks somewhere in the north. Um, then I get so much abuse. So when I'm, I'm not brave well, enough to order a vanilla latte in Accrington. <laughs> yeah, get a black coffee and you'll and you'll enjoy it. Um, not a good week for us. No, no spot on predictions there. But I think we got quite a lot of the outcomes correct, as as denoted by the Ambers. Um, Telegram mixed bag as well. There, the blue tinted spectacles for Ipswich Barnsley obviously came out there in full effect. And well, hang on, no, that, I should, that should have been right. I predicted three one, and it should have been three one, apart from that awful refereeing yeah, decision. No, so I'm claiming only. that one. So we do. Do I need to now score a hypothetical yeah. version of the prediction? Yeah. Where what would happen if the refs weren't crap? Put that as a new table. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So overall, um, yeah. So seven all last week. Um, no one wins the round. I maintain my generous gap there um, of ten points. Not even that. It's nine, is it? No, it's eleven. Eleven. Oh, what happened, Seb? What happened? Dave's let you down, man. Do you want me to exclude no, I, had, I had the shocker with Ben, didn't I? I think I got like two points the week Ben hosted. I told Ben to screw you over and have five all draws and seven, five defeats. He made one joke, one that was a 4 0 win, and it came true. So you got three points for it. So, yeah, we need this feature needs to go. We need to bring something else in. Well, um, by all Seb's means. Seb's favorite color. We'll do that yeah. one week. <laughs> Blue? Yeah. Well, get your predictions in as well, folks. We'll come to those um, after we've gone through rapid fire what Seb and I are going for this week. Obviously, we're really, really keen to get your thoughts on Akron's of the Ipswich as well. We'll come to those at the end. Um, lineups, um, also hear about those. So get those thoughts in the, in the comments. We will come to those. We'll finish off with those. But let's have a look at what we're going for this week, Seb. Um, Akron's and Ipswich is the first up alphabetically, and we're both going for an away win. But I, th- I think maybe... I think your you might be right. Second there. Yeah. thoughts on your yeah. two nil. I'm I was really close to going to for a nil nil, I dare say. I was close going for a one all, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be confident, I'm gonna be positive, score in the first half and then kill them off with, with ten minutes to go or whatever. But I think your one nil is probably more accurate because they will be tough to play against and they will be tough to break down. It might be a Burton part yeah. two, mightn't it? Yeah. Um but as I think it was Jules was saying these are the kind of games that we've dropped points before. And if we have any ambition of getting promoted, we shouldn't be fearing going to places like Accrington. It will be a, definitely a fierce contest, but we should be looking to win. And I think that's why I, I maybe, maybe went with that. And obviously the blue tint spectacles were out in the uh, Telegram group as well. Bolton Charlton, we've both gone for a narrow home victory there. Charlton surprised us last week with a draw at Wickham. They're a bit up and down, but Bolton's home form, probably the the, the, the tipping point on this one, yeah? I think so. Yeah, I mean, Bolton had a bit of a, uh, a a bit of a ropey run recently, but I think they'll get back on back on sort of track there. 
say a bit more while I'm having a drink? No? Didn't realise you were, sorry. Um, Bristol Rovers, Morecambe. Yeah, Morecambe's... Still, they haven't won, have they? You know, three losses and two draws, is it? So I think they've only scored two goals in the league as well. So Bristol Rovers have started okay. I, I, I can't see it. They did a bit of business yesterday, Bristol Rovers as well. They bought in quite a few players, I think. So, yeah, I think that'll be a fairly comfortable home win for them. There you go. Cambridge, Lincoln. You're going for a draw. I like Link- I like Cambridge at home. Yeah, strong at home, aren't they? Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I just think one of those strange results where, you know, the league could suddenly suddenly turn around. Lincoln brought a couple of people in yesterday. Teddy Bishop's in some fine goal-scoring form, so I'm pleased for him. So, yeah, one all and Teddy Bishop to score the Lincoln goal. Lincoln like a draw as well. Uh, Derby, Plymouth. We don't like Plymouth's away form, do we? I think that's probably the reflection of that. Exactly why we've gone for the, presumably why we've both gone for the Derby home win. You know, Derby are okay at Pride Park. They, like you said earlier, they have lots of shots and stuff and sometimes don't, don't get the, the results they kind of maybe deserve. They were a bit lucky. Was it McGoldrick scored in the 94th minute, was it, against Peterborough last weekend? So they got out of jail with that one there. But, but Plymouth away are pretty poor, so I, I think Derby will win that one. Yeah, Exeter MK, we're split on this one. Um, you and Telegram going for the away win. I'd quite like Exeter at home. I'm not sure many folk will like going down to Exeter. It's a long old trip, isn't it? Um, and MK's form is still a little bit mixed for me. I'm going for the draw. What's your thoughts on that one? I just figured it because, you know, at some point, MK will get themselves up and firing, you know. So I kind of figured the natural order will start. To, I know Exeter have started really well, but you kind of do expect the natural order to kind of take back over and they start to move down the league a little bit, you know. But MK Dons have one drawn and one in their last three games. So they're on a bit of a roll. So I'd, uh, yeah, I think, they'll, I think they'll pick up points there. And we think draws for Fleetwood and Wickham. Yeah, uh, Fleetwood are like draw specialists, aren't Especially, they? Yeah, exactly why. And and Wickham weren't on a great run of form. They lost three on the bounce. They then beat Barnsley, and I think they drew last weekend, didn't they? So yeah, I've gone for a, a fairly predictable one-all draw there. Forest Green, you think they'll get a point? I, I'm I'm not sure. Forest Green, I think Shrewsbury away are better than Shrewsbury at home at the moment. But you're going for a nil-nil. Yeah, two sides that you know don't really score that many goals, and Forest Green have kind of struggled a, a, a little bit. So I, I, you know, I don't think they'll win the game, but I don't think they'll lose it. I was, I was so unimpressed with Shrewsbury two, is it two weeks ago now, three weeks ago. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so I think that'll be a fairly, a fairly dull nil-nil draw. Fair enough. Uh, Oxford, Burton, we're continuing. Uh, is that more about Oxford or more about Burton? Bit of both. More, hashtag. Yeah, but I mean, Burton lost somebody else again today. They lost Lewis Malt today as well. So they lost a dad they? made yesterday to us. They lost Lewis Malt today. So, you know, the poor Hasselbank must be tearing where the hair he's got left out. But yeah, they are the they are the whipping boys so far this season. I thought after we beat them, I saw enough there. They might go on a little bit of run, but they, they didn't. Was it 4-3? They lost to Cambridge, was it last week or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, I, I think Oxford will win that one and Oxford will start to start to get themselves up and running because they've, they've given themselves a bit, of a, a bit of a work to do to challenge the top six now, haven't they? Yeah, what did Oxford do last week? They won, didn't they? Didn't they won, they, first, they won. Yeah. First win of the season against... Um, Cheltenham I think it was there you go Cheltenham uh, finally what else we've got Port Vale Cheltenham home win I reckon Port Vale bit of business yesterday I've gone for 2-0 yeah I'm regretting that prediction but I, th- I don't know what it is I I, look, I did some research on that one and for some reason I couldn't I couldn't you, see past did you use draw. science I, I used Seb science yeah okay, so excellent. let's see how that worked out for me next week yeah. Pompey Peterborough another one of these kind of top the last kind of two games there Portsmouth, Peterborough, Sheffield Wednesday, Barnsley. Always seems to be these top six teams playing each other. Um, and we're going for split decision here. I, I don't think Peterborough are good away. And I think Portsmouth are good at home. You're going for a draw. And Sheffield Wednesday, yep. we're both going for the narrow, narrow victory. 
Well, it's great for, for sure. us, isn't it, that Portsmouth and Peterborough, one of them's going to be dropping points, or hopefully both dropping points. I guess we'd probably want the draw in that scenario, wouldn't we, if we can get a win tomorrow <clears throat> to kind of retake our rightful place at the top of the table. I just think there's goals in both sides. You know, Bishop started so well. They've just signed Josh Kamora, haven't they, yesterday from Ooh. Huddersfield, is it? Uh, Scarlett's there. The Harry Kane of League One. Joe Piggott, obviously, is there. So I think Pompey have got goals, and we know Peter have got goals. They're still averaging probably two, 2.5 goals per game so far this season. So I can see that being a bit of a, a bit of a rip one they'll be nil nil now you watch nil nil yeah and, and your thoughts on Sheffield Wednesday Barnsley obviously a narrow Yorkshire derby yes. Barnsley very very up and down I think you know we, we saw well, that was their first week. away point last weekend so that's the first point in the road for them I yeah think. they're very up and down obviously will Norwood be suspended is it do you get suspended in the league if you get sent off in the cup I don't know, I don't know. if Tell you know that just to get in the comments yeah, yeah I'm not sure about that one um but potentially they've lost Norwood there and and Sheffield Wednesday I think you know they're, they've started I know they lost to Peterborough um but they've won four out of the last five so starting to starting to purr a little bit there you go the, um get your thoughts and the predictions will come to those in a second but um in terms of well, we don't like to say dead certs, do we? But the confidence levels from Telegram suggest wins for Bristol Rovers. Um, we'll ignore the Ipswich Accrington one, shall we? That's always going to be an outlier. Um, a win for Oxford and a win for Sheffield Wednesday. Otherwise, pretty split there on the old Telegram voting. Bolton maybe as well, looking good as well. And um, we will come back next week and we'll figure out whether Seb's How magic many more points you are ahead science you. has worked out for him or not. Um, we'll be back after this. So worth mentioning a few bits and pieces before we wrap up with the final comments and thoughts before we head into Ipswich at Greenton. Um, this show is brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound. The, the pre-match situation, the ground gets better every week. So obviously an away game this week, the Greyhound is still open. Um, so just go and sit week. in the ground and watch it on iFollow. Well, no, legally. Yeah, all that stuff. Oh, don't get us in trouble, Zeb. Um, Yeah, watch it from Amsterdam or wherever. Um, so yeah, do head to this Graham. But um, Russell Osman reading the teams out is now um, a common occurrence there with Dave Diamond comparing it. So, you know, that's a double act that I don't think anyone, particularly Dave, ever expected would be um, happening there. So head to the Greyhounds, give them your support. It's always a great atmosphere there, pretty much, I'm said down there as well. Telegram, Seb, talk to us about Telegram very briefly. As we say every week, it's a great community we're building. The chat in there is reasoned and respectful and, you know, we, we debate everything we've got six or seven groups we had a transfer deadline group which was brilliant much to your disgust yesterday with uh with stuff flying left right and center i was working yesterday so i was struggling to keep on top of it all and suddenly i'd look at my phone and there'd be like 200 messages and i'd think oh we signed somebody but we haven't it's just people going back and forth it's it's great give it a go it's two weeks on us you won't pay for the first two weeks you've got absolutely nothing to lose and a lot to gain it's great seeing some of the familiar names in the in the chat tonight and it's a really great community like twitter used to be for decent Ipswich Town footballing debate without the clientele that Twitter attracts these days. Indeed. Yeah, I can't say better than that. Um, we mentioned the FCA Awards and um, those close at the weekend. If you want to support the podcast, um, and we know that not everyone can afford to put their hands in their pockets and, and make a donation, we do appreciate folk who do that. Um, and footballcontentawards.com slash voting there. Lots of drop downs. You can pick other other content creators as well. You can vote many times as well. So feel free to vote. There's plenty of Ipswich Town podcasts. So feel free to vote for those as well. But if you feel like you would like to vote for us, um, please do that for Best Football League podcasts. Um, the merch store has a 15% discount as well. Get yourself um, a hoodie like Seb. 
a baseball cap t-shirts teddy bear we've got all kinds of he swore there all kinds of lovely stuff there 50 percent off um so get involved in that that's another way to support the podcast and get something back in return i will um, say as well on the, on the sizing it's not like the club shirts don't you don't need to buy one up just buy what you are and it fits perfectly there you go. Perfect consumer advice there. They come from Germany as well. So um, you don't want to be sending stuff back. I don't know how that works. So merch store is available. BloomMondayITFC.co.uk. You can see it at the top of the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Everything is linked there. All the details for our shows, our social media. Um, worth noting, obviously, we've got a transfer deadline day live show that went out on Thursday with Craig and Joe and Phil. Um, that's still available. Um, get involved in that. The flagship show will be back live, as always, 8 p.m. on Sunday. As Seb mentioned right at the top, it's episode 600. Um, we've been going for eight seasons now, um, and we are ticking up 600 episodes. Hopefully, as many of the pod team as we can get there on Sunday as we can. Seb, obviously, at Accrington, so we'll be taking centre stage, no doubt, or giving us his views. But as always, as we said, if you're watching on YouTube, do give us a thumbs up. Do subscribe if you haven't already, and then our content lands in your subscription feed without you even having to lift a finger. And if you're listening on the podcast and would like to give us a review, um, please do so on your app of choice. Um, and please say hello to us on social media as well. Blue Monday ITFC on the Twitter. If you are listening to this while on the way to the game, take a photo of you watching or listening to this on the way. If you're in the bus or the coach or the back of Seb's car, um, then let us know you're listening. We always love to hear from you and get the interaction on a match day. Anything anything else, Seb, before we go to I, the comments? I, know, I think you've pretty much ticked off there. Cool. Let's go back and see what folk are saying. And good news, Alan Armstrong is still at Darlington. Ian has confirmed. Um, so thank you for that. And Darlington are just above mid-table in the National League North, the sixth tier of that English football. That must be the there. same league as Chester, I'm guessing. Yeah. There you go. Rivalry. Can we create something? Um, lots of chat about, about Ian. Oh, Alan Armstrong, Mark's talking about that. Uh, lots of stuff there. Um, what's my only claim to flame, says Mark. Infamous. What was that? I've missed that. What's that? Uh, Mark, I missed that. What's your claim to fame, Mark? I don't know what it is. Now I, now I don't know. Now I'm not so sure. Here come the predictions. One else says Charlie D. Harness. It's a score. Player of Take the month, that. obviously. Marcus <clears throat> Harness. Who did you vote for for player of the month, Seb? Could I be anyone. Vote, I'll be honest. Whoa. I when was it out? I must have missed that. When was it out? It was on the ITFC Twitter yesterday, I think. Thursday. Oh, work. It was deadline day and I was at work. And I was doing all the research for this. I can't do three things at once, man. Give Goodness me. me. I w- who, are the, who are the candidates? I, w- I would have voted for that Harness, to be fair. Six of them. Walton was in there. Harness, or, Harness or Chaplin. Or Lee Evans. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Lee Harness, yeah. Harness would have got it, yeah. Harness was my pick as well. Um, Jack Saunders, 4-0. The Dapo's first league goal would be good to go on a bit of a run, wouldn't it? Cornish Mariner, he's going for a 2-1, two good goals for town and a scrappy one conceded from... Yeah, we've got history with corners, haven't we? Yeah. Need to be checking our, our zones and our um, overloads and our runners, don't we? Uh, Michael's going for a 3-1. He's going for a lot of love for Ladapo. Um, plus a header from a defender direct from our corner. There's another prediction for that. And a pen. Who would take it? Who would take a penalty, Seb? If yeah, Chaplin was playing, it'd be him because he took it against Gillingham back in January, didn't he? In McKenna's 4 0 win. But if he's not there, um, Lee Evans. Harness. Lee Evans is a good shout, yeah. And um, David's going for the 1 0. David's continuing the. I think, David, are you like me? Like, lower your expectations so that if we were to win, <laughs> you're even more happy. That's the kind of way I think about it. Um, David's going for a 0 2. Tough place to go, um, but the thing that will carry us through this year is cohesion 
as Harry says, it's covalent, covalent bonds. Um, hope all is well with Harry. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him for a while. Um, Jack is confirming the covalent, 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 yeah, covalent bonds. Um, we love those. Um, Callie wants to talk about Telegram. I'm not going to put that up, Callie, but you can focus <laughs> see that in the live chat. Um, Tim asking about BM representation in the fans forum on Monday. I'm not aware going. of that, Tim. I am not. Um, I've been to a couple of them before, so I kind of thought, well, now it's, it's time for other people to get the ability to ask questions about why they can't use cash to pay for stuff on a match day or why oh, they get parking tickets. Or there'll be hell to pay. Parking tickets on a match day and all that kind of yeah. stuff. No, I hope folk do exploit their opportunity to ask questions from people with power and influence at Portman Road. Um, Callie's voted for us in the FCA. Thank you very much, mate. Very much appreciate that. Um, <laughs> there is some stuff in the chat that I would love to put on there. Uh, Charlie D, I'm not, I'm going to keep that there. For I think if you're watching on YouTube, you can go and find the chat on replay, but um, some interesting thoughts on that. Um, Charlie D, enjoy the game. Everyone agree with that. Um, Jack, maybe some added extras in the beer merch, not on the basis of what was discussed on the Thursday deadline day live chat by Craig and Joe <laughs> and the group on there. Not if I've got anything to do with it. Uh, Robert back, uh, still in Hungary, we guess Robert. Um, going, come on, you blues. Mark, safe journey to everyone making the trip. It's a long old poke. Great show from Mike. Thank you, Michael. Um, there you go, everyone keeping up with the likes. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, there you go, Mark. There's a namesake striker called Mark Beck who scored against Ipswich and Carlisle in the League Cup. There you go. If you have got a football namesake, then let us know. I don't think there's any Richard Woodwards or Seb Browns out there, is there, Seb? Definitely Mark Beck's. Mark oh, no, Beck's there is, no, there is. Tell a lie. There is a Seb Brown. He was a, he was a goalkeeper for AFC Wimbledon, and there was a Facebook page called the Seb Brown Appreciation Society. That you started? And, no? no, no, but back when, you know, framing people on Facebook was funny, I took loads of my friends' phones and liked it, so they uh, all joined that group, yeah. <laughs> Banter. Just an example of the laughs we Wee. have. Love that. Um, Kelly's going for a 4-1. He's going confident. Morsey, Arnest, Ledapo, and Burns. That'd be brilliant. Party, um, party central if that happens. Robert's driving, driving home from Hungary tomorrow with a grumpy six-year-old in the back. Good luck with that, Robert. Good luck for you. Um, and David's just voted for us in the FCAs. Thank you for that as well. I think that's a lot, Seb. Thank you, everyone. If you've made it this far, um, the loyal Friday night uh, live show crew, we appreciate you. Thank you if you like. Thank you if you've gotten involved in the comments. If you want to see more of these shows live on a Friday or maybe a Thursday night, depending on availability then let us know in the comments um or pop us a tweet blue monday itfc um we have been doing a little bit of a different situation with these and just sticking the predictions out on youtube but if you want to see more of these i'm sure seb and i would be willing um so um we appreciate you and seb i'll let you sign off and do your usual um goodbye to everyone as always, I'll be the positive one. Safe journeys for everyone heading up there. Come and say hello if you see any of us in the in the ground tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll set a new a new club record of four away wins on the bounce at the start of the season. And as always, come on, you Blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hold up. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.